Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing, where we discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today, we're going to talk about goal setting, how to step into 2022 intentionally, and some of my own personal plans. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to educate yourself about goals or how to set goals or where to start, there are copious amounts of places to kind of track down What's the best way to get started? What's the best way to engage? What's the best way to commit? What I'm hoping is that in kind of a 12-minute soundbite here, you might be able to get a good understanding of how to start small and how to make 2022 an intentional piece of your wellness journey. And so personally, I like looking at the SMART goal framework, and that's probably something that many, um, not only in the counseling field, but in the teaching field and the business field, SMART goals are just a great place to get started. Some of the words are variable within the SMART framework, so the way I understand it, it's specific, measurable, it's either achievable or attainable, it's realistic, it's time-bound or time-oriented. So there's a, a few pieces of vocabulary that can shift there. But in general, a SMART goal means I'm creating a metric, I'm deciding the parameters of that metric, and I'm going to track to see if I've achieved that metric. So I don't want to start the year of 2022 by saying, I just want to be nicer this year. That that has zero significance, zero meaning, because there isn't a way to measure that outside of saying, okay, kindness looks like this, or niceness looks like this, and I'm going to do this amount of kind injunctions in my day. Or it's just not something that has a lot of meaning. So there needs to be a scoreboard. There needs to be something that's trackable, measurable, something that is observable. Otherwise, it's kind of this nebulous, non-parametered desire that we have. So intentional living means I'm going to see where I'm at now. I'm going to decide where I want to go, what I want to be true, and I'm going to find a way to track that. So let's go back just to the idea of kindness. And maybe kindness for you means that you're going to check in with friends more frequently. So you commit to checking in with friends at least once a week. And you want to commit to checking in with at least three friends once a week. And it can be through text message or through Facebook Messenger or through Snapchat. But that's a very specific, measurable thing. You can come to the end of your week and say, I invested time in connecting with three people or nope, I didn't do that. I'll have to remediate that lapse by doing whatever in the next week, maybe reaching out extra or we call it a loss week. But either way, we understand, did you meet the goal or did you not meet the goal? Just being nicer or being kinder, it's too nebulous of a thing. I don't know if you're an Office fan, but there's a episode where each person is talking about what they want to be true for the New Year's and Kevin says that he wants to eat more vegetables than the prior year. And that literally meant he had to eat one stalk of broccoli and he's met that goal. And not even one stalk, I think it was like one florette of broccoli because he had done zilch the previous year related to vegetables. And so that's the issue we run into with goal setting when they're ill-defined and when they are not definite, specific, measurable, and realistic and, and everything else that SMART goals entail. You literally only have to make tiny tweaks and tiny moves to actually achieve your goal and sit there and self-satisfaction when in reality life hasn't changed all that much for you. So the way I like to start a year is I, I like to give myself a word and that word is to be my filter or my lens for the year. So back in 2019, my word was flexible and I was related specifically to psychological flexibility, 
because one of the things I struggle with is being a little too regimented and a little too strict. And so flexibility was, was one of those things where if someone asked a favor of me or made a request and I was like rigid no or that's outside of my schedule or I can't do that, I could run it through the lens of am I being flexible? And I was able to make some pretty good headway with flexibility in 2019. 2020, the word was survival. I don't know what word I used to start the year, but by March, the word became survival. You know, March through December and frankly, all the way through now has been really, really ardently striving towards survival. But that for sure was my 2020 word. And and I survived. And so that's, you know, I get an added girl for that, I guess. 2021, my word was hospitality. And so if there were opportunities coming my way or there were meaningful connections that I had access to, I ran it through the lens of, am I being hospitable? Is this engaging hospitality? Am I receiving generosity? Am I connecting with people? All of that fell through my word of hospitality. For 2022, I think my word is going to be calm. Confidence. And I realize I said that not very confidently because I still have, you know, 13 days here as of my recording date. I still have 13 days here to kind of decide if that's the word I want to settle on. But I, I think it might be bravery and confidence. I think that's my 2022 word. And so what happens then as things show up, I decide, is this the brave thing to do? Is this the courageous thing to do? Is this the confident thing to do? And when I find myself recoiling from things that scare me, I'm hopefully going to coach myself a little bit more forward and a little bit more intentionally towards goals and objectives and success because I'm going to run it through the filter of is this the brave thing to be doing. One of the things that we often have to look for when we're doing goal setting is, you know, what's our why? Why are we investing to this particular goal? Why are we striving for this particular thing? And I say this to clients often and I can contextualize my own life this way quite well. Often we know what we're running from. We know what we don't want to be true. But what goal setting does is it helps us understand what we're walking towards. And in some cases, running towards. What are the pieces that we want to be true about our life? And I had seen a meme a while ago that said something to the effect of, we only have this one life. Why are we not running towards our dreams as though this is our one chance? Because the reality is it is our one chance. We just have this time and we have no idea when it's over. And so intentional living means chasing down and running towards and walking towards things that are meaningful and purposeful and valuable so that if and when our time is up, we're able to say, okay, I did what I set out to do. I ran the race. I finished my course. I fought the fight. Not of our own strength, but because we've surrounded ourselves well, we've lived intentionally and we've created purpose and meaning in this little corner of the world that we occupy. So when I think through, okay, what do I want to be true about 2022? Yes, I want to be brave and that's my big filter. And you'll hear some of my goals actually run through that filter in and of themselves. But I go into each of the wellness domains, which I've talked about in the past, and we've got physical and emotional, spiritual, intellectual, financial, vocational, relational, and recreational. And I look at each of those and I say, okay, what do I want to be true in those different domains? Do I want to set intentional goals in those particular spheres? Now, most of those spheres for me are okay right now. So the goal isn't to go set, you know, 73 goals and overwhelm myself. But the goal is to say, where are there some places where I have a minor tweak to do? And then where are some places that I might want to do a little bit more of an overhaul? And I use those eight different spheres to kind of look at and hold up a mirror and see how I'm doing and see what I want to be true. And then the last piece, I feel like there's a lot of kind of layers to this. 
this. But the last piece I intentionally look at is what do I influence versus what do I control? And often we set goals and we're kind of of the assumption that we have all of the control over it. And that just doesn't track in many situations because life's unexpected and things happen. So one of my you know goals since June has been to work out four times a week doing boxing. Well, then my boxing gym closed and the next closest one is 20 minutes away. So it's twice the drive time. So I don't control that particular dynamic, but I can influence, heavily influence what's my next step, what's my next choice. And so thankfully my 2019 word was flexibility because I've had to kind of bob and weave with certain things as unexpected life events show up. So I have to parcel through what do I influence and what do I control? So for example, over the next year, I would love to buy a house. Now the market's trash. And when I say trash, I'm actually talking about worse than trash because I can literally reach out to my realtor about a house that was posted 24 hours ago. And he will say, okay, let's set up a a time to meet. And we will set up a time to meet 24 hours from then. And he will message me five minutes later and say, I'm sorry, the house just sold. And that has literally happened four times just over the last week. And so what I can do to influence my probability of getting a house is I have a list of what I want. I have my budget set aside. I know what I'm pre-qualified for. I've connected with my realtor. I've set up parameters. So if and when the right opportunity comes along, I can strike and I can strike quickly. Those are all in my scope of influence. I'll be ready if the right opportunity comes along. I do not get to control that I'm in a house by the end of 2022. Furthermore, if I demand that I'm in a house by the end of 2022, what that actually does is make it very likely that my kind of scarcity mindset sets in and I pull the trigger on something that might be less than ideal for me. And so I have to be watchful about, yes, I can influence a variety of things, but if I demand control of it, there's a good chance I settle for inappropriate things because of my urgency to meet my goal. So I have a flexible goal of I'd like to be in a house. I've influenced a lot of pieces to that, but I don't control the outcome there and I have to be okay with that. So I wanted to share a few of my personal goals. And so you're going to hear through my list to some accountability measures that I have in place. But one of the things I want to be true is I want to read one book a week for the next year. It's a very doable goal because I do a lot of audiobooks. So usually on Saturdays when I'm meal prepping for about two and a half to three hours, I have an audiobook going anyway. When I'm driving in the car, I have an audiobook going. Lately, I've been listening to more music. And so this particular goal is going to help redirect me towards Let's prioritize book learning because that is something that I enjoy and that's something that will be to my advantage. And then the accountability measure for me, I'm pretty certain I'm going to set up a Goodreads page just so I can hold myself accountable. It's an intellectual goal. So it's something that hits one of those specific domains that I want to be true. And it's going to help me vocationally. So it's going to be something that supplements my clinical work and my teaching work quite a bit. I also have an understanding that in the future, I want to engage in a PhD program. It's not the season for it yet. And I understand that, but I can influence my readiness for it. So over the next year, I'm going to track down what are the different programs? What are the different options that I have available to me? What are the price points? What would it look like to receive financial support to be able to afford a PhD program? What would have to be true vocationally? So I might have to pull back on some of my commitments so I can engage a new commitment. So I know that in 2022, I'm at least going to step forward gingerly into 
understanding what that particular story might look like. But there's not a hard and fast goal outside of probably by the end of the academic calendar by June, I'm going to start looking intentionally this summer over what are my options. One of the financial goals that I have is to sponsor at least two more children through Compassion International by the end of the year. So it's a $38 a month commitment and I sponsored my first kiddo earlier this year. And by the end of next December, I want to be able to say that I'm sponsoring three kids consistently. What that would look like for me, because I want to put pen to paper and hold myself accountable, I want to make sure that I've um, added at least one more by June and then at the very latest, a second one by next December. And so my goal for 2022 is to have a little bit more of uh, influence in other people's lives with uh, generosity and with some financial support. And related to financial goals also, I have written down for me, it's very measurable that I want to be able to say I've invested an extra 5% every month into long-term opportunities. And that could look like several different things. That could look like the stock market. It could look like a investment opportunity that is not necessarily related to conventional investing. But I know that I'm going to set aside 5% each month to invest in a new way. Vocationally, I also want to complete the book that I'm working on by March. I have it sketched out. I have it week by week. And by the end of March, I should be getting not only into the editing process, but seeking out publication options. And so I'm being very intentional about keeping myself paced. And one of the reasons I say it here is for accountability as well. I also have several recreational goals that I want to be true. Number one, and this always trips people up. I'm a 34 year old woman and I do not know how to swim. Like I can tread water and I can doggy paddle and I'd probably survive, you know, if it were like a five minute situation. But that's about all I have to offer right now. And so one of my actual intentional goals in 2022, and I'm putting this out there to hold myself accountable, I have to learn how to swim because I don't want to go into 35 and not be able to swim. That just, that's not what I want to be true about my life. So I'm going to have to figure out what does that look like, whether it's take classes, whether it's go practice drowning and surviving. I'm not sure yet. I know we do that with toddlers, so maybe that's a thing. It might work. But anyway, that's something I'm really going to commit to this next year. And then by the end of 2022, and really it would have to be by the end of fall of 2022, I want to have my motorcycle endorsement. And so I know the steps I need to do to get there. And it's something that I'm going to work for over this next year. And so those are recreational goals. So all in all, the goal is think through the many different pieces that need to be true for goals to be well planned so that you can hopefully have good execution. And they have to be measurable. They have to be specific. They have to be time bound. And you also have to really grapple with what do I control versus what do I influence? We have to understand that we can have the best of intentions and we can have the best of influences, but we still don't control all of the outcomes. It's a piece of flexibility that really matters here. I encourage you as you think of 2022, what do you want your word to be? Do you want to join me in picking confidence or bravery or courage? Or do you want to look at something like flexibility? Do you want to look at something like generosity, hospitality? What do you want your word to be? I think another great word, things like patience, things like uh, emphasize kindness, things like emphasize self-control. Those are things that you could intentionally be focusing on over this next year and use it as a lens to run things through. And then look at your different wellness domains. What's available to me? What do I want to tweak? What do I want to overhaul? And be very very, very concrete of what do I control versus what do I influence. And then go forth and have a great 2022. 2022 will be what we make of it and life will happen and hard stuff will happen and there will be highs and there will be lows. And amid it all, I think it's amidst it all, you can still be walking towards intentional wellness. And that's what I want to encourage you to do.
to do. Thank you so much for spending time today. I hope you guys have an awesome week. For those of you who are listening to it on the week that this is going live, Merry Christmas to you this week. I hope you have time for restoration. I hope you have time with family, time for at least a little bit of recovery. It's been quite a year. I understand that over here. I'm certain you understand that over there, wherever you're listening. And I do want to say thank you for joining me this year. This was such a radical new step for me. And it's something that if my word's going to be bravery and confidence going forward, I look forward to see how that shows up in the podcast as well. Thanks so much, guys, and have a good rest of your day.